Welcome to the Modern Day Med Spa, a short form podcast by Audacity Consulting so you can learn and listen on your way to the office. Learn to build a million dollar med spa and gain back your time with easy frameworks, strategies, and tactics. If this is helpful, leave us a five-star review and subscribe. What's up, guys? Mark Mullen Yahweh here with the Modern Day Med Spa. We're here with Dean Trinkline from Audacity Consulting and Charmaine Trujillo, both in Pueblo, Colorado. I'm in Houston, Texas. Today, we're talking about KPIs, the five steps you need to build a million dollar med spa in 2023. We got a good one for you. And the way this one come came up is from the famous Peter Drucker quote that says what gets managed or what's get what gets measured gets managed. And knowing your numbers throughout the process can only lead to a more profitable business that you have. And so when working with med spots, it's all about what are these steps and what are these buckets at which you can start to manage your numbers so that you can create a more profitable med spa in 2023. Dean, what's going on, brother? Oh, just kicking like Bruce Lee, man. Happy to be doing this. Happy happy to get this podcast off the ground and to be doing a kick-ass show uh, for an industry that I have come to love so daggum much, man. So just, just, just 100% thoroughly thrilled to be doing this to provide as much value uh, if you will, as possible to this industry and and just to start digging in and 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 getting getting real with it, you know, rolling up the sleeves and getting these people moving in the right direction to create a little bit of freedom, a little bit of time, and a lot of freaking money for their businesses. Absolutely. Charmaine, what's going on in your world? Uh, everything. Everything's going good. Um yeah, so on with myself, I'm I'm really excited to kind of lend a hand um to other med spa businesses because I would like them to uh, fast forward and launch forward uh, and not make the mistakes that I did. So that's uh, really what I want to do. I love it. I love it. Charmaine is our med spa owner in our group, and we've been able to beta test a lot of things, implement a lot of strategies and practices. And we do this all so that we can spread the love to everybody else out there who owns a med spa, who owns a practice, who owns a clinic. All right, guys, let's get into this. Uh, step number one is more leads. This is the very first step that we actually have to have when we start uh, our cycle of, hey, how do we become more profitable? How do we generate more revenue? This sounds like super, super blanket here. So let's talk about some different ways. This is actually like my expertise here in at Audacity is like the marketing thing. And um, you know, usually a lot of people kind of almost think about this way too much, right? Uh, more times than not, a lot of people are sitting on their own leads and they don't even know what they have there. And so a lot of the times what we like to do is just start like a, some sort of reactivation campaign or some sort of way to take your existing database, the people that have already bought from you and get them back in to do more business with you, right? And so we can ultimately tell the health of a med spa through their client lifetime value. How much does each member bring in? Uh, and when you start to chase a lot of leads, it can definitely uh, get in the head of like, I just need more leads and more leads, but it's uh, a lot more expensive to get a new customer than to get someone else who you're, who has already paid you. So in terms of more leads, 
you know, there's always the advertising route. There's content marketing. There's email marketing. There's lots of different ways. There's, you know, events and promotions, and there's lots of different ways to do this. Uh, Charmaine, I'd like to hear from you. Like, what's worked well in, in your world in terms of, like, just getting a lot of uh, calls and bookings and, and all those kinds of things? Um, for myself, it would be probably the newsletters, blogs, um, and every month we do send out, you know, a special whatnot. Um, that keeps your clientele kind of in the loop, um, keep you on their mind, um, if you will. Um, always one of the things that is very helpful is every time that I have a client leaving, I have them rebook so that way they don't get uh, lost in, in the... Yeah. yeah. So that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Dean, what else? Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. So she spoke on like an already existing client database. Right. And I think there's a lot of confusion there. Like people assume a lead is somebody brand spanking new to come into your business, but that's not true. A lead is a, a, a former client or a client that hasn't been in in a while. Um, a lead is just something that can potentially bring your business more money for the impact you make for that person, right? So right. I think it's it's important to have a, a foundational understanding on what that is. So Charmaine mentioned, you know, blogs, new letters, things like that. And she said something that I think is very important, staying in front of these people, right? Constantly being in front of them, sending them out some saying, hey, we're still here, providing value to them, uh, be it through offers, specials, um, information, you know, do this with this SPF sunscreen instead of maybe this particular thing. Really, really good. You know, um, bringing stuff in is far from a content perspective, you know, on your social media channels, things like that, staying out there, staying informative, but also entertaining, infotaining, if you will, you know, constantly bringing people in, you know, Charmaine the other day, here's a story for you. <laughs> Uh, she shared with us in our Slack channel uh, a voicemail from a lady coming from out of state that just wanted to book specifically with Charmaine because she's the right. TikTok gal. You know what I mean? So, I mean, things like this uh, are, are, are super important. But again, for my money and for the impact that I've already had, I would reinvest my time and resources back into the database I already have. I think that is the quickest way to to start maximizing revenue and profits again. Yeah, I think people get lost in that cycle. They start to do desperate things like discounts and all, all those kinds of things that end up just getting a bunch of like freebie seekers and that's not exactly what you want. Moving on to the second step, guys. Um, we get to from leads and then we take them down into how do we actually get them on the calendar? We need more booked consultations just to back up a step Charmaine what how many like calls on average or like inquiries do you get on like a either daily or weekly basis um daily I would say probably five to twelve yep really um mm -hmm. yeah so exactly Yep. And then Dean, Dean, you were talking with like a med spa owner in Chicago about, um, you know, the booked consultations from the leads. Tell us about that. Yeah. And this is what's fascinating, guys. Those of you watching or listening, I want you to know something. It doesn't matter the scale at which your business operates. This structure here applies to everyone. Okay. So this particular med spa owner that we'll probably be working with in the near future has six, five, just acquired a sixth location. So they've got with the five that they had previously, they do roughly $10 million a year. Now, the big issue is 
they are horrible with the phones. They cannot get a decent call to consultation uh, conversion. So I think they're converting about 38. She said 38 to 50, 50 being on the very, very high side percent of the people that are calling in to their office. That's dismal. That is absolutely dismal. Um, And what I find fascinating about that is the, the one job that either a front desk person has, or in this case, it's, it's really a call center. So they even have less to do, but their one job is to get people in for consultations. And ultimately as a med spa owner, this is where you make your hay is, is how do you bring people into the consultation, get them to actually book the consultation and then show up. Yeah. I remember, um, for those of you who have listened, I've called probably, over a dozen med spas and the one thing that kind of stands out is that the front desk person kind of needs some work and they need to be able to just their their main their primary focus is not to sell them on the phone or to get them in to whatever it's to book a consultation simply put just get them on the calendar uh get them on get them a consult so that someone who is qualified can go ahead and, and diagnose and uh, give them the proper prescription what they need right um once we get into the third step here, so we have more leads. Uh, let's say you're getting like a hundred leads a month or so, and then you want more book as many booked consultations from those leads. Like if you can get you know sixty to eighty percent of those people booked, that's pretty good. You know, ideally, some of the people that we're working with are seeing as much as like ninety percent of these leads becoming booked consultations. But then from there, it's like, how do we get them to show up? That's step number three is the number of people to show up. This usually isn't a huge problem inside med spas, but it presents a bigger problem. So when we say show, they're like, oh, everybody who books has always shows up. They pay a deposit and all that. But what usually that means is that their sales process is almost too small. It's almost like, hey, just go to Vagaro, just go ahead and book there, and that's the start of their process, rather than, hey, come in, let's talk about this, let's figure out what this is, right? And you almost kind of want people to like, you. Won't, if I see someone who has a 100% show rate, I'm like, something's wrong, something's wrong already. So we want people to like almost have, like, we don't want them to have no shows, but we want uh, to extend the, the, the process of the sales so that we can kind of give them that diagnosis and ultimately have that. Uh, anything else on shows, Dean? Yeah, I think um, obviously uh, the the more you can get before the they actually do show up mm-hmm. uh, from them. So maybe they fill out a survey or maybe they do the, something along those lines, their paperwork, they're more invested in. So they're more likely to show rather than just, hey, book and we're going to put the prayers to the med spa gods and, and hope you walk through our doors. Right. So we, we want to nurture that process until they actually put their hand on our doorknob and walk into the, the facility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, step number four, this is probably the, the easiest to, to, to do, or sorry, the simplest, but the hardest to do, especially in the med spa world. And it's just being able to extract the money from the person uh, who is standing in front of you um, with a with a good offer. Um, and that's more sales. Step number four, sales. Step number one is leads. Step number two is books. Step number three is getting them to show up. And step number four is actually getting them sold. And so that is all about how do we get more sales. And this is uh, what we've seen as a, uh, a really big problem inside of the Medspo world. Dean, kind of touch on what you've seen. Huge. So, and, 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 and again, it's story time, I guess, but it's a story that I could tell about damn near 
99% of the clients that we've had, of the people I've spoken to uh, on consultations ourselves, is now what's happening is somebody knows or they think they know what they want. So they'll go online, they'll book their appointment. Oh, I want Botox. Okay, so they come in, they do show up. The clinician takes them to the back. They do their little Botox treatment, um, but they don't see an opportunity here for, for more, right? Or um, if the person doesn't know what they want, the, the clinician is almost, well, for lack of a, a better word, but I think it's fitting, terrified mm -hmm. to be more uh, consultative than transactional, right? And what I mean by that is they're looking at the person sitting down from them uh, as, I don't know, dollar signs instead of as somebody needing something. They're here for a reason. It's our job to dig and figure out what that reason is and to sell them what they need, not just what they think they need, but what they actually really do need. And this is a big, big problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, I have to agree on that. Um, I think there's a big misconception um, with, you know, Google. Uh, a lot of clients, you know, most of the time that they'll, they'll research before they call. Um, but I do think that some of the companies are very misleading as far as, you know, this is like, this is going to fix all your problems. Um, so I really do think that education on this part of the clinician um, and having the experience to know that not one thing is going to work. There are several different conditions they may have or concerns that they do, and not one particular uh, treatment is gonna take care of all of that. So I think that's where this part comes out um, to having uh, the education and even your staff training them up so that way they know um, what to sell. Yep. This is something I like to call the restaurant problem. If you go into a restaurant, you have a menu of services or a menu of food. You want, I want that. And the waiter says, okay, can't right. do that in a med spa. You come in and someone comes in and they says, I want Botox or IPL, right? Well, how do you know that that's the best thing for them? In a, in a restaurant, it doesn't matter because your appetite can change day to day. But if you come in and you you have a very clear issue and the clinician asks the right questions, they can then diagnose or prescribe what needs to be uh, to, to, to get them the ultimate result. And that's all you need to do there rather than saying, okay. Otherwise, you're just taking orders. You're just like a, a line cook at that point, right? And that's not what we want to be. We want to be someone who solves problems. We want to be consultants for their skin, their age, and their confidence ultimately. It's right? the reason yep. why they came in the first place. Exactly. All right, guys. Uh, last step here uh, is more upsells right? Creating a, a higher lifetime value and uh, being able to take your existing customers, if, especially people who are literally sitting right in front of you and just completed a procedure and getting them more. How have you been doing this, Charmaine? I'd love to hear what's going on in your world. For me, I do um, maintenance because not one thing is going to, again, just be the miracle all. Um, it's not. Uh, we lose our bone density one to three percent a year. We lose our collagen one to three percent a year, and that depends on what your your health and lifestyle is. So maintenance. I mean, you're most of my clients they make a, a pretty decent amount of investment um, in their skin because they they want to feel confident. Um, but it's just like a car. You're not going to buy a Lamborghini and never get the oil changed. Right. You need to have maintenance. Exactly. Exactly. And Dean, how how do how can a med spa go about this? Like they see that and they, they, they get people in, but then 
it's almost like they just kind of let them go. What can they do to kind of get more people to, to buy in a little bit more? Yeah, well, they need to understand first and foremost, it's their job. Right. It, it really is. They, I mean, if, if they're not upselling, they're, they're not doing their job. And I'm not saying that from the aspect of just trying to get as much money out of right. these folks as possible. I'm talking about delivering an impact and a result that the client wants. And here's the thing. The clinician is the expert. The client coming in defers to the expert to be told what to do, and it just isn't happening. Now, there's plenty of ways that you can go about upsells, whether it's packaging multiple treatments and procedures together, or even so much as selling, um, you know, a uh, 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 a skincare line, you know, like age defense, acne defense, something like that. Right. Um, but, it, but it's not, hap it's not happening and here's why. And it's a simple fix. The conversation isn't even taking place to begin with. Again, somebody comes in, it's like, okay, we just did this, send you on your way, smack you on the button out the door instead of, well, you know, we just did this whole thing. We find uh, that most of our people also purchase this skincare kit, you know, to, to keep up the, the, the result and maintain this until their next visit. And not only does it keep the, the maintenance up, but for your next visit, your next treatment is going to go that much better because your skin's healthier because of this. Right. Right? And, and it's just not a conversation that's taking place. The conversation needs to take place. Here's a fascinating stat on that real quick. And this is just about retail products, right? If, if somebody comes in, let's say for an injectable, 61% of the time, they will buy a recommended skincare line. Um, 61, so that's six out of 10 that, of people that come in uh, for an injectable will buy that. And those prices range anywhere between $250 and $750 for the skincare line alone, not, not the injectables, right? The problem, however, is only 30% of businesses are making the recommendation. Right. So you are missing out on tons and tons of profit margin revenue by just not suggesting that somebody buy the skincare line. Absolutely. And that, and that should just go hand in hand. And like if you're going to get a treatment, it's hand in hand. Um, but that's where I think there is that misconception. I think either the uh, clinician is not trained up enough or they're not confident in themselves. So how do they get confidence to get the training um, to do so? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, guys. Get the get your head around some of these numbers, the leads, the number of booked appointments you have on a weekly to monthly basis, and stay with the same time frame. The number of people who show, the number of sales that you get, number of like new clients or recurring clients that you have, and then the more upsells that you have. Once you have your these numbers and you start tracking them over time, you'll now be able to start tracking, hey, what are the ratios that I need to be within so how what is like my show rate what is my close rate how many of these people who are new customers actually get upsold and if you guys want help understanding if you're within industry standard we actually have a, a free guide on our website audacityconsulting.group slash numbers go ahead and download that it's a free spreadsheet that you can get and it'll show you what the industry standard is you can plug in your own numbers and you can see if you're high or low or what you need to improve on and then from there we'll kind of help you guide you in what direction maybe you need more leads maybe you just need to include or maybe improve your clinicians being able to close people or maybe you just need to worry about upsells that's that's a good problem to have so if you can go to audacityconsulting.group slash numbers you can go get that there guys anything else no Take this, use it on your drive to work, and uh, let's see how it plays out. Yep. Let's rock and roll, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Yeah.